let's get into the word. I, I took a three-week vacation, but I'm back. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Hmm. All right. Hello, friends. <laughs> Good to have our friends here. So we're talking, we're, we're on this prophetic series, right? Uh, understanding the prophetic. Joseph Z started like three weeks ago. How many of you received the prophetic word uh, while he was here um, that week? Okay. How many of you received a prophetic word like just ever? You've ever received, have you ever received a prophetic word? Okay. That's most of you, right? Most of you. And so what I'm going to teach you today is really, really important. And um, I'm going to try to explain it with this story. I heard a man tell this story. And this is not my story, so if you heard it differently, I might be a little off, but I'm making it mine now, so I can tell it however I want, right? And so there's a guy he's in a very, very cold uh, city, and his heater's not working, and so it's a Saturday night, and it's getting really cold, so he, he calls the HVAC guy because he's done everything he knows how to do in it, and he can't get it to work. So he calls the HVAC guy, HVAC guy comes in the middle of the night. Spends five minutes looking at it, pulls out a hammer, and hits the thing, and it starts working. He goes and tells him how much it's going to be. He says, it's going to be $1,000. And the guy's like, what? No way. There's no, what? He's like, do you want an invoice? I'll send you an invoice. Yeah, send me an itemized bill. So he sends him an itemized bill. Itemized bill is like, says, tapping with a hammer, $5, knowing where to tap, $995. <laughs> you know? And so... And so a lot of times we get the first part, you know, we get, uh, you know, you're like, how does this, how does this equal to prophetic word? Well, let me tell you this. You can receive a prophetic word, which is extremely valuable, but if you don't know what to do with it, if you don't know what to do with it, you, it can go to waste, it could hurt you, it could mislead you, or, you know, you could just be missing out on a very important key of your destiny and your purpose. And so we want to not just receive prophetic words, but we want to know how to be good stewards and how to, you know, how to, what do I do with this now, you know? And so for, so for many of you, I'm hoping that by the end of this message, you'll know what to do with what you've heard God say to you. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll have to go back and listen to some things and journal some things, but that's the intention of it because um, knowing what to do with prophetic word, um, it can change, uh, it can help you in a transition, uh, in a season of transition, right? Prophetic words are uh, not just telling us our future, but also a lot of times, you know, they're, they're bringing and declaring things to create into our lives. A lot of times they're confirmation of something, uh, something that you already heard, something you already knew, okay? And sometimes they're just not from God. Amen. And so we need to know, right? Um, so this is part three, okay? Joseph Z was part one. Pastor Carol was part two, how to hear God, and you know, how do we hear God? And the next week, I'm going to be teaching another part that is equally important to this, and it's in how to give a prophetic word because we were all called to prophesy. So it will also give you insight as to what someone prophesying is going through in order to speak that word. And understanding that process is really key, and it will um, help us also as we receive uh, prophetic words. So prophetic words are spoken words by God, right? Like a prophetic word is simply God speaking something to you through someone else. 
okay? And if you think about it, the other form we have of God speaking to us is it's the Bible, right? It's, it's the Word of God. And the Word of God, you know, the Bible is, is like we can count on that. We can stand on that. There is, you know, no denying it. It's right there. His promises are yes and amen. He tells us the good news. He tells us like everything is already in the Word, right? It's right there. And so therefore, when we receive a prophetic word, a spoken word, it must line up with the Bible. And we know that. Right? We talk about that all the time. And so there is a difference that I want to make because we've all read the word and we'll re- we've all received prophetic words. But why is it that some really work? They produce fruit. They come to pass. You know, same with God's promises. And some don't. You know, so we ask ourselves, was it the prophet? Was he off? Was he not very anointed? You know? Or the teacher or the preacher, was he not very anointed? Was he off? You know? But I want to suggest to you that sometimes it's, it's on us. It's the receiver. Okay? And so if we become really good receivers and we know what to do with it, you know, we're going to make sure that no spoken word of God goes to waste. Because the Bible tells us then um, that when we receive a word that goes in good ground, what happens? It produces 30, 60, and 100 fold. So if the word of God is not producing 30, 60, and 100 fold, it could be not that the word is failing, but that the ground that is falling in is not, is not good ground, or it's rocky, or it's hard soil. Are you with me? And that's our heart. And so we need to learn and know these things. Now, there's, there's a couple differences. Before we get into the practical thing of me telling you what to do with a prophetic word, you know, uh, the, the three main things... I want to make a distinction between two words that are used in the Bible and the Greek language. And one of them is the word rhema, and one of them is the word logos. And logos, in a, sim- in a simple way put, it's the written word. Logos is what you read. It's, 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 it's in the Bible, right? All of it, it's words. Words, written words is logos. But rhema, it's spoken word. Okay? And it goes deeper than just like, what I'm saying, but it's what God is saying to you. A rhema word comes as a, with a revelation, okay? And I'm not going to go very deep into this, but in, in Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And let me tell you, that's the rhema of God. So a revelatory word spoken word is supposed to produce what? Faith. A revelation of God, which every prophetic word in its basic definition is a revelation received from God and spoken to somebody. Okay? So that same rhema, okay, it's the rhema word used right here And hearing the word of God. So hearing revelation word, rhema word spoken by God, is supposed to produce faith in us. To me that explains a little bit why the Pharisees missed it so badly. Because they didn't have the rhema, they had the logos. And the logos, if 
if you don't meditate on it, if the Holy Spirit is not translating and breathing on the Logos Word of God, it will stay as a two-dimensional piece of paper with words on it that will produce no faith. But instead, it will produce knowledge that puffs up and produces arrogance. But the rhema revealed spoken word of God is supposed to produce what? Faith. Faith, right? And it's interesting in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where it talks about, you know, prophetic word is supposed to be edifying for edification. Okay, that's one of the things that it says, and we'll actually go into that next week. But I want to say that in Jude chapter 2, where it talks about building up our faith comes from the same root. That building up faith, building up, comes from the same root word that says um, the prophetic is supposed to edify, is to build up. I hope you're following me. I'm kind of laying a little bit of a, of a foundation so you understand. We're not looking for logos just to know knowledge what's on the printed text that is really good we should put that in our heart but as we meditate and think of it it's supposed to become a rhema spoken word to us breath by the holy spirit that should produce faith inside of us and faith manifests things right faith creates things but when it's just knowledge when it's just i know this it's just in your head, you can quote it. That doesn't really produce a lot of faith. That doesn't produce fruit. And I'm not discounting reading the Bible. I don't want you to misunderstand me. We need to read the Bible. We need to know the word. But you need to read it in a way that it's not just like, all right, I read the Proverbs for the day and I'm done. No, stop for a minute. And did God speak something to you in what you read? Because if God spoke something to you in what you read, something that is personal, then you got no, not logos, but you got rhema. And that rhema word it then produces what? Faith. Faith. And now, now I'm being built up. Now that is in me. You know Psalm 91, and you can quote Psalm 91, but is Psalm 91 a rhema word for you, or is it just printed text? It looks good on your wall, right? Because if it's a rhema word and a virus comes, you go, oh, well, it's not going to touch me. Because you have the spoken word of God that is a revelation of protection over you and your family. And it has built up what? Faith. Therefore, you got nothing to fear. But when all you know is the text, the logos, virus comes with weird gasoline names and Tecron and Technon or whatever, you know, all the, and it scares you, you know, sounds like a villain from a movie. Because, because you haven't had a revelation. It's because it's not a spoken word. It's just a word on paper. It's not really a word that God spoke to you. And so what I want to say is that prophetic words can be as good as the Bible if they're spoken words by God that line up with the Bible. Why? Because it's a revelation, right? It's a spoken word that is meant to edify you in the same way and produce faith in you. 
I want to say this, the, 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 the prophetic brings a relational aspect into our walk with Christ. The prophetic brings a relational aspect into our walk with Christ. Because religiously, it would be so easy to just say, I have a book, it's all here. If I learn everything in here, I know everything I ever, ever need to know. And you can know and study and learn the book and never have a relationship with God. You have a relationship with some text that has power. I'm going to say something that is, I hope, you know, you don't get offended. And I hope, you know, it just, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. But the Bible doesn't contain God. The Bible reveals God. I'm not discounting, but what I'm saying is there's so much more to God than what's in between Genesis 1 and the end of Revelation. So, so the Bible, it is the Word of God, the infallible Word of God. It's accurate. But it's an invitation to really know God. And so the prophetic brings the fun aspect, the relational aspect. Where you get to go, huh, does that sound like God? Or is it not God? And you need the Bible. And you need to know the word of God to know if what you're hearing sounds like God or doesn't sound like God. Because in the Bible, you're not going to go and turn to the book of business decisions and see if it's a good deal or not a good deal. In the Bible, you can't find coronavirus or COVID or, you know, they didn't talk specifically about that, you know. So the prophetic brings fun to it, brings a, I need to, I need to come close to him to really know if this is him or if this isn't him. In other words, you're learning to rely on hearing God's voice other than just like, I just, you know, I have it right here. I hope I'm not confusing you. <laughs> okay. So, faith comes by hearing hearing the word of God, the spoken word of God. And that could be a prophetic word, if it is a prophetic word spoken by God, okay? Um, all right, well, I already said that. So, here's what we're going to learn to do today. There's three things that you can do with a prophetic word. Come on, slide number one, please. Or just, slide. okay, there you go. There you go. Flush it. Say with me, flush it, shelf it, or plant it. Is it shelf or shelf it? Shelf. Shelf it. That's what I said. Shelf it? Shelf it. Who says a shelf it? Shelf it? Who says a shelf it? Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm Mexican, so... I have an excuse. You you were born here. You know. You should know. You should have paid attention in your class. So flush it, shelve it, or plant it. <laughs> okay. We started a thing. First Corinthians chapter thirteen and verse nine says. Now, our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. 
Okay, we need to know this. When you're receiving a prophetic word, when you, when you heard God say something, it's never the whole thing. It's, it's a piece of it. Okay, it's a part of it. It says we know in part. It's knowledge is partial and complete, and even the gift of prophecy. So it's saying if you were thinking like, okay, the prophet's going to have the whole thing, and, and whatever he says, like that's infallible, that's all there is to it. No, it says it reveals only part of the whole picture. Only part of it. So you should never take a prophetic word and think that that's all there is to it. But it should be a part of it, okay? And so the first thing that, that we can do with a prophetic word is flush it. Say with me, flush it. Okay? And this means that you can... Flush it, please. There we go. It says you can reject the word without rejecting a person. That's pretty amazing, right? Because in the Old Testament, you couldn't do that. In the Old Testament, if it was a false prophet or he missed it, and it was very different than the New Testament, right? He had, what Joseph, he called it a rock fest or something like that, right? They got stoned, right? They, they killed them. That was it. Done. We don't do that, right? And so imagine how scary it would be for anybody to try to prophesy or to learn how to prophesy if this is a threat of I could lose my life or be completely discredited or lose, you know, all, like nobody would want to try that, right? Be like, I think I heard, but I don't want to say anything because, you know, and so, so it's very important that we know this, that we can reject a word without rejecting the person you have permission to do that so like nope you know thank you 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 don't even have to tell them you know you don't have to tell me you're false you don't have to say any of that stuff you know you just you say thank you very much and then you go home and then you think about it and you go yeah that was really that was really not god you know that i really didn't that did not sound like god was speaking to me you know um, words that we should flush is words that, you know, make us feel scared, like full of fear, you know, or condemned or, or shameful, you know, because God would never speak that language to us. He would never, you know, put us down. He would never uh, reject us. He would never expose us either, right? Like that through a prophetic word. And so if a prophetic word is making you, you know, feel hopeless, unloved, that's not God. Flush it, you know. If a prophetic word is telling you, hey, you are going to marry that person. Flush it. (laughs) Unless you already knew you were going to marry that person, (laughs) flush it. If that person is married, flush it. (laughs) If you're married, flush it. Hey, you know, the Lord's telling me you're supposed to give me everything in your savings account. Flush it. That's manipulation. And let me tell you why this is so important. It's important because a lot of people have been hurt by the prophetic move and by prophets and people that use this to manipulate. So what happened is a a whole movement threw the baby out with the bathwater. And we we don't need to do that. We need the prophetic. It is so powerful. The prophetic... It makes you seen and known, know that God loves you, values you, sees you, and cares about every detail in your life. It's incredibly powerful, but it's also, it also could be dangerous because, you know, it could be used like that to manipulate. And say, God told me you're supposed to be my spouse, you know, 
God told me this. God you know, says this. And, and when people don't know, and they, and, or they have seen this person in a place of authority, it could really hurt them. By a show of hands, who's ever been hurt by a prophetic word? Yeah, right? And I'm sure there's, there's a lot more people. But we need to learn how to do this in a healthy way, how to give and receive in a healthy way, because we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It is, you know, it is so important in the Bible. Like it, it tells us, I, I wish that you would all prophesy in 1 Corinthians 14. Like Paul's like, hey, it's a really good thing. It's a really good witness. It's, 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 it's powerful. You need the prophetic. But you need to do it right, and you need to do it in order. And so he tells us, and that's what we're studying this for. Because when we build a prophetic culture, we need to also tell you what are the guidelines. What does the Bible say about it, right? Because you know what happens also is people are learning. And when people, you know, the, the, the job of the prophet, like, Joseph Z is to multiply and teach the body how to prophesy. Prophesying is not just for the prophet. It's actually to teach the whole body of Christ to prophesy. And so how are we going to learn to prophesy if we're not taught? What are, what are the guidelines? What are the, like, what are the boundaries? What do we, how do we say it? And then is everything that I hear like an absolute I must do it now from God? No, it's not that way. So we need to learn how to discern it. We need to learn how to receive it. And sometimes we need to what? Flush it. Okay? Some of you guys like that, right? The next one is shelve it. Shelve it. So what this means is like you could receive a prophetic word that doesn't really make sense. But it could be for another season or it could need further confirmation. Maybe it's just not for right now. Maybe it doesn't make sense to you, but it's still good. It's still encouraging. It still, you know, fits within the parameters that we're teaching, you know, that, that, that it's encouraging, it's building you up, it's comforting, you know, maybe. But it just doesn't say yes with your spirit. You know, it doesn't say yes, that's exactly what's going on. It doesn't say it's what I've been praying. It doesn't, you know, maybe it's something new. Maybe you heard like, yeah, the Lord's called you to the nations. Don't flush it right away. Pray about it. Shelve it. Okay? It's not good. It's not like, I'm sorry, it's not bad. You know, it's not from the devil. It's not bringing fear. It's not bringing hopelessness. It's not making me feel condemnation. But it's just, I don't know. I've never heard it. Maybe it's not now. You know? You're going to have another baby, you know. If you tell me that, I'll say, get behind me, Satan, right? But if that word goes for another person, it could be completely different. It's not bad. <laughs> Shelf, I'm flushing. <laughs> she shells, I'm flushing. <laughs> and so we want to keep them, you know. Because these become, again, remember what we read at the beginning, it's, it's in part. Like, it's not in whole. When we're reading, when we're receiving a prophetic word, it's, it's, it's only known in part. So it could be a piece to the puzzle for something coming down the road. And so, as I recall, um, there are prophetic words that were given to me maybe 20 years ago, uh, 25 years ago, and that, you know, didn't make sense then, 
but they make sense now. And so thank God I didn't flush them. And also thank God I didn't get frustrated for 25 years because I didn't see them happen. But they were in my shelf. And so when I see them come to pass, then I give glory to God and I thank him. I say, you're so good. You told me about this stuff a long time ago. And then the last one is uh, really important. And this is when we receive it and we now need to plant it. Okay? It bears witness to your spirit and lines up with the Bible. So this is really important. If you're going to plant it, if you're going to put it in your heart, say, yes, this is for me, I receive it, you know, then it must line up with the word of God, you know. So in other words, you can't plant the word that says God's going to give you somebody else's spouse, okay, because that doesn't line up with the word of God. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to go against the word of God. He doesn't contradict himself. And so... You know, you say, and these are the words that maybe you receive right away and you go, and it comes with a word of knowledge, maybe a new part of what you were going through, and it's a, a word for the moment, for the season, for the day, maybe something that happened that very day or that very week, you know, and you're like, yes, I needed that. Thank you. I receive it. It lines up with God's word. It's part of it. And what it does is it brings hope and it builds up faith because you know that God knows you and he met you right where you were at. And it's as good as the promise of God that is written in the Bible. See, all the promises are yes and amen. And they're all right there, right? And you read them, but then you're reading one, and all of a sudden it, it just it has the breath of life in it. And it just becomes alive. Do you know how many promises are in the Word? Like, there's so many. So many promises, hundreds of promises. It'd be a little bit overwhelming to try to like meditate on all of them every day and, and, and try to stand in faith with, for all of them, right? So in our walk with God, he's saying, he's highlighting for you, it's like, hey, you need to stand on this right now. This is for protection. This is for healing. Or, or maybe it's situational because of what's going on around, right? And, and, and you're like, here's a promise for finances. Here's a promise for my children coming back to the Lord. Here's a promise for restoration. Here's a promise for uh, mental health. Here's a promise for joy. Here's a promise for peace, right? It's, and so when you receive a prophetic word that is from God and it lines up with the Bible, it's like God directly telling you, this is what you need to stand on right now. This is what I'm working on. This is, and so, so these prophetic words help us transition from season to season in life. Right? Maybe you're letting go of something and going on to the next thing, and God speaks to you in the middle of it and gives you confirmation. Why? Because it wants to build your faith that you're going in the right direction. So we need to value the prophetic, and we need to treasure the words God speaks to us through others. Amen? So um, let me give you a few things that, that we do. When we receive uh, a prophetic word, we journal it. How many of you journal your prophetic word? Yeah. You journal it. You put a date on it. You're like, this is what God said through this person on this date. You know, um, in, in, in our church, we teach our children to prophesy, like the little ones. It's something we're supposed to cultivate because, remember, there's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no, like, you know, lower, watered-down version of the Holy Spirit for, for children. 
And so we teach our kids to prophesy. And I remember uh, a few years ago, we were in our Mexico mission trip, and uh, my daughter Hannah, uh, we, we, were, we were having our, our prayer meeting before going out to minister. And she goes up to one of the uh, ladies in the mission trip and says, and starts praying over her tummy and says, like, you know, I see, I see a baby, you know, the Lord bless, blesses you with a child. And she didn't have any kids. She'd been trying to have kids for a while. And uh, what you know, just, you know, a few months later, she's pregnant, you know, she has a baby now and, and everything. And so we didn't know this until probably last year when she comes to us and tells us, yeah, you know, like, this is how we got our baby. Your daughter prophesied a over me, and she spoke forth and brought something, you know, into fruition, uh, and it was a moment where they were believing for that, and when you're believing for something, you're not seeing it, and you receive a prophetic word, that word about that, what does it do? Builds up your faith, right? It's God saying, you're doing good, keep going, so there's prophetic words that you're not speaking that other people need for their journey, for the promise that God already gave them that they're standing on, And they need to hear that because it will build their faith as they're transitioning from one place to another. And so I journal it. You know, we journal them. We we put dates on them. We revisit them often. You know, sometimes we'll sit down, you know, once a month or something and start reading off, you know, like, remember, like, this was 10 years ago and this was five years ago and this one was when so-and-so came and this was when we visited this place. And, And we start remembering the things that God spoke to us specifically, and a lot of times we'll look at it and be like, this one already happened, and we totally missed it. We didn't even remember this already happened. Wow, that's amazing. And so what you do, you, you check it off, you, and now you turn it into a testimony. You say, thank you, God. You're so faithful. You really watch over your word for it to come to pass. You know, a lot of people wouldn't teach on this because they're scared that you'll go off crazy and leave the Bible. But I trust you're smarter than that. Right? I believe in our church. This is something we need to exercise and grow into. And I also believe that we need to bring these words sometimes uh, when they're not clear or we're not sure if they're for planting or for shelving or, or for flushing, that you can bring it to a leader. You can bring it to a pastor and you can say, hey, listen, this is what I got. What do you think? My flesh says, yes, I would love a new spouse, but <laughs> no, 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 listen. Listen to me, Linda. <laughs> what you need is marriage counseling. Go to Marriage Alive, you know. <laughs> so we need to be able to do that, too. And that's okay. But it's really powerful when we learn what to do with these things uh, we stand on them, we declare them, we pray them in. We say, God, you say, you said, you know, a couple years ago, and we were believing for that. You, this is what you spoke to me. This is what you spoke over my children. You know, prophetic, knowing the prophetic words over your children is so powerful because you get to pray those in and say, God, you know, I know this is what your word says, and this is what you spoke to them at this camp, at this retreat, and this is what happened, so I know it's going to come to pass. And we get to pray those words in, just like you would pray in the promises of God. Again, because they're lined up with his word. Amen. We need to stand for those. We need to uh, declare them over our life. Okay. Um, let's go to... I want to show you something in First uh, Timothy chapter 1. Are you guys learning something out of this? All right. 
All right, I hope it's bringing clarification, um, you know, a lot of things. So 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, it says, Timothy, my son, I am trusting you with this responsibility in keeping with the very first, what? Prophecies that were spoken over your life and are now in the process of fulfillment in this great work of ministry. You see? Prophetic words that were spoken over his life that are in the process. They're not fully done. You know, they're happening. They're in the process of fulfillment in this great work of ministry. In keeping with the prophecy spoken over you. With this encouragement, use your prophecies as weapons. There you go. There's another thing you can do with your prophetic words. You can use them what? As weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith. And with a clean conscience, for there are many who reject these virtues and now destitute of true faith. Isn't that crazy? There's many that just reject them. In other words, that's just talking about that part of the body of Christ that's saying, like, no, no, that's not for today. Well, they're missing out. They're missing out on a huge part of it. You know, God put desires in our hearts, you know, from the day before we were born. He put a purpose and he put desires in our heart. You know you have a different skill set than Liam Neeson, right? He's got a skill set to go rescue people. You don't have that skill set, right? You have a different skill set. I wish I had that skill set sometimes, right? Oh, many of you don't know what movie I'm talking about. So anyways, forget it. Okay? <laughs> I will come get you. <laughs> so we have different desires that God has put in our heart. You read the Bible, and, and there's so many different callings, right? But it's the rhema, the revelation words that God speaks to you. Because you're not supposed to go be a prophet, a teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, and an apostle, right? There's something that God called you for. Something that he put inside of you. So the prophetic helps us navigate life and see which is my lane. Oh, no wonder I've always had a desire for this. You know, like Sarah was teaching on uh, Wednesday night, you know, about the, the, the gift of the teacher. And how the teacher has this desire and ability to explain things and make them uh, simple for people to understand, right? And some people are better at this because they're gifted in that area. And so the prophetic will help us, you know, go through the process of fulfillment and the great work for which we were called to do, and they will line up with the desires that God's already put in our heart. A lot of people say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, you know. I don't know what my calling is. And what do we say? What do you love to do? It doesn't mean that that's your, your ministry or whatever it is, but it's, it's probably going to be somewhat related to and go in line with that. Moses was in the desert, and he was, what, is he, what was he doing with the sheep, right? He was a shepherd. Well, when he entered into his destiny after having a prophetic word with God, from God, right, and having an encounter with a burning bush, what'd he go do? He'd go lead some other sheep out of Egypt, right? About two million Israelites into the desert and towards the promised land. It's a very similar task to what he, what he was doing, right? But now this was his purpose. 
So if we don't have the prophetic, we're going to be missing out on the relational part of God saying, hey, yeah, I put that desire, but let me show you what it is for. So a lot of times it, it does give us direction. A lot of times it's just confirmation, right? The things that your spirit jumps and say, yes, that's me. That I, I know that that is God. And then we need time to also discern when it's, yes, that's the flesh, <laughs> right? That's why we also need a community and we need people. Um, let's, uh, is this close? 17 and 18 and 19. Can you go to 19, please? Oh, that's 19 also. Okay. And then let's go to, um, Matthew chapter, th ooh, 13. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we have time for this. You're prophetic. How did you know that? All right. We'll, we'll read this. It says, okay, so I just want to make sure you know. You're either going to, what, flush it when it's just like not good, shelve it, or plant it, right? And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take five minutes and go, uh, go through Matthew 13, 10 because, okay, it says, his, his, disciples, um, his disciples came and asked him, Okay, we skipped, we skipped one, but it's okay. It says, why do you use parables when you talk to people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. To those who what? Listen, okay? More understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But those, for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. This is why I use these parables, for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. When we're reading the Word, you can see and not really understand. You can hear... You can sit here and you can hear and not really listen, right? You can give somebody advice and they can hear it. And like we say for our children, it goes in one ear and out the other. They're not really, what, listening, right? And so I want to emphasize on this that for these words, whether it's the Bible that you're reading or whether it's a prophetic word, your ears need to be open to listen. Otherwise, you will hear and miss it. And this is why the Pharisees missed it so badly. I mean, these guys were in the scrolls, like, all the time. They knew it, right? Why did they miss it? There was no revelation. There was no rhema. It was all knowledge. It was all producing just arrogance. It was not producing a humble faith, right? And so when we receive a prophetic word, you know, or when we're reading the Bible, our position needs to be a humble position that says, I want to see what I'm not seeing. I want to hear what I'm not hearing. Lord, reveal to me what this means. Like, you know, this guy just came and see, Jesus spoke to them in parables. And, uh, and prophets or, or prophetic words a lot of times are, are all, not literal also, but they can be comparisons, allegories, or, you know, contrasts of different types. And so it's what it all is leading to is revelation. Revelation of something that is in front of you that you can't see. It goes from, it goes from 
Okay, Matthew 4, 4, I'm going I'm to close with this. It says, Matthew 4, 4 says, But he answered and said, It is written, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Guess what word that is? Rhema. That proceeded out of the mouth of God. How can we call the word of God a substance that feeds us you know, a rhema word, a revelation word, if it's just a logos to us. Because you can, you cannot eat this. Anybody wants to eat this? No, you can't eat this. This is not going to be nutritious. This is just a two-dimensional, you know, it's just the words. That's it. But you can eat this. Logos, rhema. This one produces knowledge that could puff up, but this one produces faith. And according to what it says here, you know, we can live by this one. Like this one actually feeds us. It's nutritious to us. And so it's really the posture of our heart, you know, that, that, that says, yes, I can see this or I can hear this, but there's more to it. I need it to become a rhema, a revelation. You know, and so when we receive a prophetic word, it's the same thing. You know, you need to, you need to categorize it. You need to take it to the Lord. You need to take it to your leaders. You need to meditate on it, and you need to decide. You know, you take an inventory. I need to organize all my prophetic words. Like some of these, I should have flushed a long time ago. And the problem is, many times the body of Christ have planted words they needed to flush, and have flushed words they needed to shelf, just because they didn't make sense for that moment. And they've shelved words that they needed to plant at that moment. And so, you know, it's, my heart goes out to the people that have gotten hurt because they got a word that was so strong, but yet so wrong. And they, and they hurt them and they derailed them, right? Like, I did not want to marry that person or I did not want to be a missionary. And now they're miserable or they've been miserable for years because they just blindly went over it. They didn't pray about it. They didn't know if it was God. They didn't take it to spiritual authority. They didn't take, take it to the word. And, and now they're, you know, you're supposed to start this business, says the Lord. And you don't have a desire for business or any knowledge for business. Or it's for a different season. You don't know what to do. You go start a business. You go bankrupt. Ouch, that hurts. Because that gives the prophetic a bad rap. And it's not that. It's that the body of Christ has not been taught meat and maturity of how to deal with these things so that we can profit from them and they can build faith and they can become revelatory personal words for our life instead of just a series of commands that make no sense and you don't know what to do with. And so if we're going to continue nurturing a prophetic culture, we need to learn what to do with it, how to receive and how to give. Amen? Why don't you stand with me? Let me pray. You know, some of you need to go listen again. What did God say to you? What did God say over your children? We need to treasure and value these words. We need to categorize them. This one's for today. Don't forget it. This word, God spoke to you. Man, that was, that was right on. I need to be meditating, praying that into existence, declaring it, and thanking God for it coming into fruition. Right? Oh, this other one, uh-uh. This was not God. Whoosh. 
This one, no. This one, I don't understand it. It's good, though. So I'm just going to put it right here. Yeah, so you need to go home and take inventory and do this. And then I feel like some of you um, have had the ones that you needed to flush, but you planted it, and it harmed you quite a bit. So just close your eyes for a moment. And um, if the Holy Spirit brings anything to remembrance, you know, maybe as a word that was spoken over you when you were, you know, in youth group a long time ago or as a child or something that was just declared over you. You know, sometimes our parents or people in authority, even if they weren't prophesying, but they declare something over you, you know, could be like the forth telling, the, 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 the declaring some, a word over you that was never God. You know, maybe it was a teacher, maybe it was a, uh, um, you know, a religious person or, or somebody that said like, oh, you will never do this or you will never amount to that or you, you know, and you took it and you planted it and it's hurt you and it's limited you and it's held you bound. And so if there's anything of that right now that the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance, whether it was a prophetic word given in the church or it was uh, something declared over by an authority, a teacher, a parent, or something like that, and, 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 and you remember it right now, that means the Holy Spirit is saying, yes, this one right here, that one hurt you, and that one has limited you, and that one has held you bound and has led, held you captive. And So I want you right now to just... With your eyes closed, I want you to say, Holy Spirit, would you remove this from my heart right now? And would you heal my heart from this, this word that was not you? And tell me what you actually do say about me. Because those were not prophetic words, those were curse words. And so if the Holy Spirit is bringing something to you, just right now you just need to see God right next to you saying, that was not me. I didn't say that. And I don't say that over you. But instead, he says, this is what I say over you. That you are victorious. That you are more than a conqueror. That you can do all things through Christ. That there's no limits. That I've called you for great things and great purposes. And that with me... You can do all things. And so what is, what is God saying to you right now? So just receive that right now, you know. I want you to break off and cut off from you and just today be able to see like that authority, that person that spoke those words over you that were not a blessing, that was not God. And right now you have permission to dispose it. You have permission to flush it. So on the count of three, if, if there's a word that, <laughs> yeah, if there's a word that you remember right now that was spoken over you, prophetic or by an authority or something that was not God, on the count of three, I want you to get ready to flush it. What'd you do at church today? Well, we flushed a lot of stuff. One, two, three. Whoosh. Come on, you didn't do the sound. Whoosh. And so, God, I thank you that you replace those lies with, with the words that you speak over us, that are actually words that build us up, that comfort us, 
that draw us closer to you. And we thank you for that today in Jesus' name.